Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to Work Party, the podcast. This week, I'm so excited to do something totally new and sit down solo to answer some of your burning questions. In case you missed it, we've launched the Work Party Hotline, an opportunity to connect directly and leave me a voicemail with your career questions, and I'll answer them here on the pod on these special episodes. So if you're sitting listening to today's episode full of FOMO and burning questions, don't worry, my line is always open and you can give me a ring at 833-577-2789. That's actually 833-577-PARTY if you want to just dial in and ask me a question. But before we dive into chatting about being a modern working woman and tackle topics like negotiation, honing in on your pitch and more, I want to talk to you about one of today's sponsors. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. Friends don't let friends have bad hair days. So I'm here to let you in on my little secret. My days of dry and damaged hair are gone. And the process was really simple. I took a quick and thorough quiz to tell them about my hair type and map out my hair goals. Then the Function of Beauty team determined the perfect blend of ingredients, allowed me to choose my color and fragrance, which I chose rose, and then delivered my custom bottles straight to my door. Do you or your hair deserve anything less? I didn't think so. Never buy off the shelf again just to be disappointed. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash party to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. You know I wouldn't promote something I don't love. So make sure to go to functionofbeauty.com slash party to let them know that I sent you and get 20% off your order. 
That's functionofbeauty.com slash party. And now let's answer some of your questions. Hi, Jacqueline. This is Hannah. My question is that I've been looking for a new job and without jinxing myself from any opportunities, I feel like I should loop in my current manager. Is it inappropriate to tell her that I'm looking for a new job? I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. No. It is awesome. (laughs) Like, please, 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 especially if you work for a small business, please keep your employer, manager, whatever in the loop. And the way I would approach this is just say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a new opportunity in this field or X, Y, and Z or whatever it is that's like prompting you not to want to go in and either ask for a raise or change or whatever it might be. Go in and just say, I'm looking for another job. I don't know the timeline. I want to give you ample time to find a replacement and go from there. Any job you have, is so crucial, not only to your boss, but your coworkers. And they will know that they can rely on you to leave them in a good place. So I think it's awesome. I think you should definitely, definitely do it. I just think it leaves a good taste. It doesn't make you feel shady or weird or whatever it might be. I think it's awesome. Hi, Jacqueline. This is Brooke from Texas. I got hired for a position that I'm realizing doesn't really fulfill me or challenge me. And I noticed there's an open opportunity within my company that I could be a great fit for. What's the best way to approach my manager about my interest? I love this. I think companies love to hire within. I think you just bring it to your manager and say, hey, saw this role. It hits all the boxes of what I want in my career, how I want to grow, the direction I want to be going in. I'd love to apply for this position you know, and maybe they don't want to lose you. And there's things that they could change in your current role that will make you happier or whatever it might be. But I think that's great. I think, you know, we at Crane Cultivate have had a lot of our talent from within go into different roles, different positions and thrived. And I just think that's great. So I wouldn't be nervous about that. I would definitely play out the scenario in your head where they're like, no, if that happens, just so you can prepare yourself emotionally and for what you want next. Hi, this is Courtney from San Diego. And my question is, even with the increased time spent at home, I'm still feeling really burnt out and would like to take some time off. How far in advance is best to request PTO and how much time off is too much time off? Thanks. So how far in advance to request PTO? I don't think there's really a time limit. I think it's just about understanding your workload and the company's schedule. So even if you're like, hey, next week is light, I want to go out of town and you know that, you know, the workload's manageable, that your direct reports or whatever are going to be taken care of. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. Planning things in advance is always great, but I don't think there's any like time limit on when you can request PTO as long as you take into account the company and your team and the workload. And how much time is too much time off? I mean, I think that really just depends on your vacation policy. Like, so however much time you've accrued or, you know, whether you have an unlimited policy or whatever it might be, you know, that's really up to you. I mean, you are an employee, you have your responsibilities, you know what your workload is, you know what your team is capable of without you. So I think going into it, just knowing there might be two weeks off and you would be totally fine. I think it's just about setting up your team for success. I mean, PTO, prepare the others. That is the bottom line here. You know, really helping the company and the team and the people that you know, are paying you and building your career with you to leave them in a good spot. But definitely take your PTO. It's super important. I think just understand what's going on behind the scenes and what makes sense for the business and obviously what you have going on. Hi, my name's Sammy. I just graduated from Penn State and I'm having trouble finding a job. I was wondering if you have any advice on getting my foot in the door. 
Ugh, yes, this job market is rough. It kind of reminds me of like when I was going out for my first jobs post the 2008-2009 recession. But I would also say it's a great time for entry level. I think the best way to get your foot in the door is relationships and internships and anything that you can find. Really putting forward, you know, the work experience that you do have and what you've learned for it and what you want to be doing. So even if you have no experience and you're applying for, you know, an entry level job by saying, I'm a amazing multitasker, everything in my computer is color coded or whatever it might be, quick learner, team player, you know, really putting out those adjectives of like what you are that the company might need, I think is really important. I think also like don't overshoot when you're applying for jobs, like really look for those entry level positions. I think a lot of times people out of school apply for jobs that require a little bit of experience and and they'll, you'll just get overlooked in those, those piles of resumes. But I think that, you know, if there's an internship, a paid internship, anything like that, definitely apply, definitely try and get your foot in the door that way. And that's really how it all works. You know, I always say your reputation is your resume. So having good people like working with you with great recommendations, it'll get you so far. So I would say just keep pushing on all those different aspects and make sure that your your website's really clean, your social media looks good, and that your resume is super well designed, that you have a really strong and tailored cover letter. All those things matter. Definitely do that. And then also like put out on LinkedIn, like, looking for work. I've seen a lot of people doing that. I think that's kind of a great way to let people know that you're in the market. Hi, Jacqueline. Um, This is Rebecca from San Diego. I wanted to call in because I feel like I've been doing a decent job at being consistent across posting on my Instagram and trying my best to keep my content fresh and exciting. But I'm not seeing any results through sales or new followers. I love your page. I follow you and create and cultivate and see what you guys are doing. And I'm curious if you have any pro tips to growing your social media channel. Thanks. I mean, it's really challenging. I think it was a lot easier in the early days. But for now, what I would say is definitely consistency in your content. I would say, sadly, because I I hate doing this stuff, but I think it's important. Reels, TikTok, video content, obviously far more time consuming, but the algorithm is serving it up way hotter than it is static photo content, I would say these days. So that's something I would also say figuring out your niche, you know, what is your content all about? Is it funny? Is it work related? Is it family related? Like what's the angle that you're taking and what you're putting out? I don't know. I think also there is this excitement and newfound interest in micro influencers. So really creating a community that loves you, loves your content and having high engagement is almost just as valuable as having a ton of followers. What's interesting now is I'm hearing more and more brands that are coming to us saying, oh, cool. She has, you know, X amount of followers, but like, what's her engagement? So I think engagement is huge. Focus on engagement. Keep going, keep posting. Um, I would say more reels, more memes and more of a specific angle. Hi, Jacqueline. This is Courtney from Los Angeles. I've been working from home for the past year and I feel like I've finally found a good routine for myself and my workload. With restrictions easing up, I'm nervous to head back into the office. I was wondering if you have any advice on approaching this new normal or thoughts on asking my manager if there's opportunity to continue to work remotely. If so, how would you suggest I talk to my manager about this question? Thanks. Before I answer that, I want to interrupt and talk to you guys about mental health. 
I've had anxiety and depression for as long as I can remember, but it never became unmanageable until I started my first company around 12 years ago. It took a lot of therapy and test runs with different prescriptions to get me to a place where I felt like I can cope with this big, overwhelming question mark called life. May acts as Mental Health Awareness Month, so there's no better time to talk about one of today's sponsors, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is making it safe and convenient to connect online with your own licensed professional therapist that matches your needs. Don't let the stress, anxiety, depression, or any other illness interfere with your happiness and keep you from reaching your goals. When you're matched with your licensed professional, you can connect as soon as under 48 hours. And of course, everything you share is confidential. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches that are more affordable than traditional offline counseling. I want you to start living a happier life today. So Work Party listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash party. That's betterhelp.com slash party. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash party. Okay, now back to the episode. So this is the question I think on everyone's mind. I think it really depends on the company that you work for because I think the policies are going to be very different if you work for a massive corporation like Google or Apple or something like that versus, you know, if you work for a smaller 20 person and under type business. I do think there will be this new normal of flexible work, remote work, but I think it's also important to understand and what to present and what to ask and ways to bring solutions and cases to life is that, has this been working for the company? Has the company been successful during this time? Have they been thriving? Have they been making a lot of money? Is it a job that does require you to come in? Um, or is it something that can be done completely digitally? There's a lot of sort of layered nuances that go into this. First and foremost, I would say, depending on your level, I think office culture is so important to younger generations. So early 20s is what I'm talking about. My early 20s in offices that I worked at is where I met all my friends. It's where I learned the nuances and language of work. It's where I learned how to pitch properly, you know, manage people properly, run a meeting properly, all those different things. So I think there's so much value in IRL especially for that younger generation that is just sort of coming out of the pandemic or had a few years in office and then obviously went back to this new uh, remote working situation. That being said, I think there's a lot of value to being able to work remotely and being able to, you know, kind of have that time at home, et cetera, as long as you feel like you're being more productive, getting your work done, and there's no real change in the output that's happening. So here's the reality of the situation. It's not going to be a case-by-case situation where one employee gets to do this and then another employee gets to do that. Like it just, you can't operate that way. So I think it's going to be a larger blanketed conversation. So I think by asking those questions, like, Hey, do you think there's gonna be any flexibility or, or what we'll be doing in that way for sure? But again, depends on the size scale and nature of the business. So I think it's kind of a wait and see approach, but I definitely think moving forward, there'll definitely be more flexibility overarchingly across the corporate world. Hey, Jacqueline, my name is Elise. I'm calling in because I'm curious to hear if you had any mentors really to help you guide through your business. I feel like I'm in a place now where I could do some career coaching. Um, If you did have a mentor, how often, I guess, did you guys catch up? How did you find him or her? Like, What's one area of your process that you've learned from that person the most? Thanks, Jacqueline. So I did not have a mentor. I had 
women in my life that are entrepreneurs that are amazing and that I definitely ask advice to and business partners that I've been able to lean on who've done things that I you know hadn't done before and give me advice. But I wouldn't say there's anyone that I met with like regularly as a mentor. I do have a business coach that I meet with once a week that I've had for two years and she's amazing. And what I really lean on her for is more leadership advice and growth advice and scale advice to make sure that like I'm leveling up on my career and skills. Because I think oftentimes when you're the CEO or the boss, and again, this is like over time and depending on where you are in your business, but you stop focusing on you and you start focusing on everyone else and and the business especially. So I think it's just about having that sort of voice of reason for us, that phone call where we can kind of hash out what's happening, how to deal with, you know, whether it's, you know, the intricacies of running a business, whether it's hiring, whether it's firing, whether it's, you know, a big meeting or big pitch I'm going into and how I want to handle that, what I want to say. It's great to have an ally like that for sure. And I think, you know, having a business coach has been a huge, huge win in my life and my career as well. I think mentorship, it's getting tricky because I think it's almost now like a dated idea since there's been so many sites and things like that, like the Create and Cultivates of the world where you can access a lot of information, a lot of people like that. And then now I know there's this app and I'm going to forget the name of it where you can like pay for 30 minutes of mentorship with big successful entrepreneurs, things like that. If you're in a specialty business where you're like, I'm an owner of a donut shop and I want to be friends with someone at Krispy Kreme to help me build my business. Like that's super specific. I think you can absolutely reach out and do that type of thing. I think also if you work in a corporate environment, like a bigger Fortune 500, they sometimes have built-in mentorship programs, which I think is really great and really important because that's a whole other landscape that you have to learn how to navigate. But I also think at the end of the day, you have to be your biggest advocate and ally because a mentor is not going to game change your life or your business or teach you the things that you think are going to be miracle workers. Like you have to do the work and they can maybe set up some things for you or, or have some breakthrough moments. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to be your own mentor in a lot of ways because it's really hard to find people that are, you know, have the right intentions and are looking out for you in that way. But I think a career coach is a great way to do that. You don't have to do it a week. Maybe it's once a month, just checking in on someone who's, you know, done the work, maybe sold a business, who maybe raised money, who maybe has a big team and you're looking to grow a big team. I think that's, that's important. And there's some really amazing career coaches out there. Before we get into that next question, I want to take a pause and talk about fertility. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insights into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash party. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds of thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash party. That's modernfertility.com slash party. 
Hi, Jacqueline. My name is Dakota. I'm super stoked on this hotline, first of all. I wanted to call and ask about, I guess, you know, your journey as a solo entrepreneur and CEO. I'm a small business owner myself, and sometimes it's just lonely at the top, and it's really hard to make decisions by myself. How have you learned to cope with that and with, you know, making decisions or when things haven't gone as planned? Yes. So yes, I am a solo entrepreneur and CEO. I did have a business partner at my first company. We ended up having a breakup and then I ran that company solo after that. Pros and cons of being a solo entrepreneur. Pros are that, you know, the buck stops with you. You are the decision maker. You're able to really create something of your own vision and accord. You know, you own it. It's, it's your, it's your baby. However, I do think there is a lot of value in bringing on employees with equity in higher level positions that are invested in the company as much as you, but aren't owners in the company or aren't co-founders of the company or, aren't, you know, 50, 50 decision makers. That's some of the smartest kind of best advice I took and did and implemented. And it was amazing because you don't feel like you're in it alone. And I think so many people are, are quick to say, oh yeah, let's start a company together. Or yeah, let me bring on a co-founder. I need that person. But bring on really smart, really cool, really interesting people to either work for you or be an advisor. I'm an advisor to five different companies and I have equity in those companies and I have strategy meetings with those companies. I advise them, you know, on what they're doing from the smallest things to the biggest things. And I can really help them through those difficult decisions. So I think that's really important and definitely something I would say. I mean, someone said to me once, you want to own a hundred percent of a million dollar business, or do you want to own 40% of a billion dollar business? And I think that's really interesting because, you know, the more pieces of the pie that you're able to kind of hand out while maintaining control, I will say, the more people have your back and want to see you succeed and want to see your business flourish. So something to think about because it is really hard to navigate it alone. It can be really stressful and anxiety inducing. and Everything falls on you, which is not fun. And you learn to cope with it, you get better at it, and you learn to make better decisions, but you need those allies. Or even, you know, as I was was saying before, a career coach, someone that you can like lean on because you don't have to do it by yourself. I think that's too much to ask. So just figure out what that mix is for you. Is it an advisor? Is it bringing on like a number two? Is it having a career coach? Is it having a therapist? You know, like what, what is it for you that, you know, will set you up for success, help you cope without feeling like you're giving up too much? Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Bev. It's no secret that over here at Work Party, we're champions for female-founded and run businesses. Bev is a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. Dry, crisp, and the perfect amount of fizzy, Bev offers four varietals, Rosé, Sauv Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir. I've personally fallen in love with the rosé. It's guilt-free because each serving has zero sugar, 100 calories, and only three carbs. Plus the cans are cute and tiny and available in a four pack, perfect for gifting or a social distance hang. I couldn't fall in love with a product and not be able to hook you guys up. So we've worked out an exclusive deal for our work party podcast listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping on all orders. 
I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night variety pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash party or use code party at checkout to clean this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash party. Cheers. Hi, Jacqueline. My name is Nicole and I'm based in New York. I've been at a full-time job for a little over two years. I love the space and the people that I work with, but I've been feeling a little bit bored. I started doing contract work on the side to keep me motivated. And recently, that client has asked me to sign a year-long contract. It looks pretty straightforward to me, but is this something I should be worried about signing? Do I need to let my job know? And are there red flags I should look out for? I appreciate your help. Thank you. Great question. I mean, I would look at your employment agreement. So typically, I would say most employment agreements do not let you do outside work in the same industry of which your company operates. So for instance, if I'm a lawyer at a law firm, I can't be a lawyer for someone on my own time, on my own accord, getting paid on my own to someone else. Like I am a lawyer for that law firm. My clients go through that law firm. So again, it it depends a little bit on the nuances of what your job is. I mean, if you are a full-time accountant and you're starting a wedding photography business, like I don't see that as a conflict as long as it's not eating into your day-to-day work of what you're owed to the company. But it sounds like this year-long contract, I mean, that sounds a little different than, you know, kind of having a side hustle or side hobby that you you do on the weekends or after work or whatever it might be. So I think it's just about having a conversation with yourself. You know, are you feeling bored because you're getting the work done quickly and you feel like you're not challenged and you could be moving up in the company? Are you feeling bored and like not giving this position your all and kind of cruising? You know, what's the motivation there? You know, and long-term, do you want to even be at this job? Would you rather be doing the contract work that you're, you're looking at doing? You really have to figure that out, but also, you know, be aware of the fact that you need to really look and dive into your employment agreement, because I think if it is the same industry, that might be a little bit of a red flag I would look out for. And also just understanding if this is truly a side gig that you could do an hour a day at, the, at night or on the weekends or whatever? Or is this like eating into your full-time job where you like might get fired? It's worth just kind of like figuring out all those nuances before you dive into it and, you know, kind of find yourself in a bad place. But yeah, I think that that's kind of it. I think like at the end of the day, you know, there's this like kind of hard conversation emerging where people with full-time jobs think <laughs> that, doing their side hustle at those full-time jobs is like totally okay. And it's not. That's what a salary is for. That's why you have a job. And that doesn't mean you have to work a hundred hour weeks at that job and not do anything else. It just means for the salary that you're getting, you are inputting a certain amount of work on a certain amount of hours on a certain amount of days. You know, we've had employees that have social media followings and do things like that and like have little sponsored content or, you know, have their own things going on that are outside of Create and Cultivate that I'm supportive of. I'm all about that. Like, I I think it's great because I know it's not eating into their work and I know they're being transparent about it and asking, hey, is this a conflict? If I do this, sometimes there are conflicts. Like I said, if it's the same industry in which that, you know, job could technically go to that company, yeah, that's a conflict. But if it's something like, I want to go, you know, again, shoot photography on the weekends or be part of this short film project or 
start, you know, I don't even know a t-shirt company, whatever. You know, I think that's great. As long as you're being honest and upfront about what you're doing and what your goals are, as I've always said, and this ties back to question one. So we're coming full circle. Someone said, I started this jewelry line on the side. It's kind of taking off. I think I might want to explore it. You know, I might, it might be a month or two before I go do that, but I want to give you the heads up about what's going on. Great. Love it. Love that transparency. Let's have more conversations like that. I think stepping up as an adult, whether you're 21 or 40 or whatever in positions and saying, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on. Let's have a conversation about it versus trying to be sneaky or like screw someone over or whatever. I mean, again, situations vary, but I think communication is key. Owning what's going on is key. Having open conversations and communications is key to success in life, to success in work, um, to success in long-term relationships in general. And with that, I feel like that ends the last question. These questions were amazing. I'm so happy to be able to connect with you guys and offer some advice to our listeners. And as a reminder, leave me a voicemail, ask me your questions. It can be work-related. It could be life-related. It could be anything like that. Just give me a ring, 833-577-2789. That's 833-577-PARTY. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world. Uh, To me, we've hit over a million downloads, which is wild to think about, and we couldn't do it without you. So let us know how we can improve, how we can make the work party even better. Um, Appreciate you and look forward to your messages. Bye. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.